hockey game is the best game you can name. And the best game you can name is the good old hockey game. And here we go. Line ball to start this game. Jeremy Loblotsky and John Morassi teeing off on one another. Toporowski is just pounding away at Robinson. These, we said Toporowski, this is the guy who set a Western Hockey League record for 505 penalty minutes. Let's call it like it is. Toporowski's a boon. Getting closer. He reaches in a right back. He's out. Dad Griffin. He's just fought. Stu Griffin. Oh, my goodness. Scott Parker for the KO of Stu Griffin. This is one of the best hockey fights we have seen in a long time. Vinnabush tells the linesman, get the heck out of my kitchen. All right, Victor. He absolutely decked Jim Crate with a wild right. A sheer stagger by a big left hand. Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to episode number 65 of the Five for Fighting podcast. My name is Alec, your host, and this is the show where we focus on the players who dropped the gloves and the fans who enjoyed watching them do it. No guest today. I was going to have a guy on, um, but unfortunately, uh, so he's a, he's a current coach uh, in the USHL, uh, but unfortunately, his staff has COVID, so he's kind of tight right now. So it looks like we're going to interview on Thursday. Um, he's a returning guest to the show. Fantastic guy. Um, no doubt my mind is going to be a great interview anyhow. But nonetheless, we'll do a solo episode today. Uh, but before we get into everything, of course, I got to give the shout outs. Of course, the Five for Fighting podcast is a proud member of Six Pack Media Coverage. We not only cover sports, they cover food, travel, sports betting, um, and a whole lot more than just sports. Uh, I was thankful enough to sign on with them last month, and um, it's a great partnership so far. You know, uh, both pumping, both trying to, I think it's a mutual alliance here of trying to get everything going, get the ball rolling for them. and. Uh, you know, get the podcast out there, get their brand out, brand out there, excuse me. So I think it's a great time. Um, but like I said, if you're if you want to get more than just a hockey fix, they got all sports covered: basketball, football, baseball. Um, I think they might even have a golf one now. Um, they're signing more and more people on, so it's fantastic to see them kind of grow. So hopefully, we can get this get the ball rolling with six pack coverage. But like I said, they also do fitness, food, travel. Um, they have a lot of stuff, so I, I encourage you to check out their website. Of course, it'll be linked below um, in the description of the podcast. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Google uh, Podcast, whatever the case is, it's in the link there. Um, and if you're watching this video, um, as I'm now doing video recordings while I do the podcast, if you're watching the video, uh, you're already on six-pack coverage. So I encourage you to go check out the website. I'm sure they'll have it linked in the uh, in the description um, along with whatever the podcast topic is, but today's topic, um, you know, I don't really know what to name the show, so I think I, 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 the best way to describe it is, uh, you know, the scene from Goon, My Team Needs Me to Bleed, I Bleed, is what we'll call this one, but I'll, I'll get into why we're getting, uh, or naming it that in, in a little bit here, but um, of course, besides the media group, my off-media group friends is the Fourth Line Voice, Darren over there at the Fourth Line Voice does a great job, the original Enforcer podcast, he uh, just did a bunch of, he did a, what is it, a Senator's Top 10 Tough Guys, uh, San Jose Sharks Top 10 Tough Guys, uh, Darren does a great job, he's the, like I said, the original Enforcer podcast, he's a, surprised he's not, you know, turned into an icicle by now up there in Saskatchewan with how, how freaking cold it is up there, holy shit. 
it is uh, like negative, like beyond negatives right now, I think. So um, hopefully he's staying warm out there. I know he said he's in a grumpy mood because he's got like a six foot snow drift in his uh, front yard piling up from how many times he's had to shovel the driveway. So hopefully he's staying warm up there, but he does a great job. Um, if you go back into his back catalog, I know him and I both trying to get back into the interview. We're trying to get into the swing of interviews here because, uh, you know, with holidays going on, it's very hard to get guys on. And of course I, I was very busy in the month of December. I think I only released two episodes. I was forced to record with Jay out in Iowa, which was a great time. Um, but, uh, hard to get guys lined up and you don't want to take time away from the families. You got to line up, uh, you know, time frames it depends on where you are. Um, for Darren out there in Saskatchewan, he's out there, and I think the Pacific time zone, I think he's three hours behind. I could be wrong. But then, the, you know, let's say he's trying to get a guy on the East Coast with me, he's three hours ahead. So, um, which I've dealt with that before plenty of times. So, uh, hard to line up times. But nonetheless, uh, go and check out Darren's back catalog and stay up to date with his show as well. He releases two episodes a week. I don't know how the hell he does it. I, I have a hard enough time trying to release one episode a week, right? But uh, John Morasti, Joey Tedarenko, Clark Wilm, Dan Kopeck, Josh Mazur. Uh, Todd St. Louis, I mean, the list goes on. He's had plenty of guests on, uh, Curtis Swanson off the top of my head. Uh, I encourage you to go back and check out Darren's, uh, podcast over at fourth line voice and also his YouTube channel. He uploads a bunch of fights. He actually just uploaded Ben Wilson versus Dave Schultz. Great fight. Uh, Dave Schultz looks weird. He's in a penguins uniform in that fight. So it looks odd. You know, one of these things is not like the other, right? So, uh, no, I encourage you to go check out his YouTube channel. He does a great job. Uh, a lot of fights from junior, and as we just saw old time hockey, I think that was like early eighties, late seventies or some shit when he, uh, had that, uh, I have to look at the date stamp on it. I can't think of it off the top of my head, but obviously it's uh pretty early stuff. I think it's like Ben Wilson's like rookie year, like maybe a second season with the flyers. And then, like I said, Schultz is already out there with, uh, with Pittsburgh. So he's not even a flyer anymore. looks so weird seeing him in a damn, uh, penguin uniform. And of course the other podcast is none other than Joe Lazito over the Coliseum Chronicles, the penalty box, as you can tell by the name with Coliseum Chronicles. He is an Islander based podcast, but not just any Islander based podcast. He covers Islanders, tough guys. So he's had plenty of tough guys on, um, you know, Matt Karkner, uh, Mike McWilliam had the fucking five part saga with Trevor Gillies. I think that I don't even think it's done yet, which is insane to even think about. Um, but he covers, uh, he's even covered a little bit of the, lacrosse league the nll i think is what it is but they got the riptide up there in new york joe does a great job gets all the deep cuts super detailed in-depth interviews fantastic job up there uh i know he's having a i know he's i think it's tight right now with work he just got a job at msg he runs the uh, i think he's part of the front office there for ticket sales and stuff like that so um with hockey season in full swing obviously in the nhl i think it's a little bit tough for him to get episodes out he's got one says he's got one he'll release it sometime this week so hopefully you get that out soon but again that's joe over at the coliseum chronicles at the penalty box i encourage you to check that out so today's episode uh is like i said my team needs me to bleed i bleed and what do i mean by that well i don't mean to harp on him and of course i've uh, had him on the show and I've, i mentioned him i think it was two episodes ago when the whole uh, pre-game shenanigans was the pre-game shenanigans episode where that was involved uh, or well, he was involved i should say and that's of course nico blatchman uh fucking beauty of a kid but i bring him up again because of course i posted the video of him fighting Kyle Newber, which was a great fight. But well, let me give you the backstory of the fight and how fucking awesome it was. One, it was great to see him again. I got to see him because, uh, of course, he was with the Everblades first, and I got to see him in his first ever uh, career fight, or excuse me, first ever pro fight that wasn't in the preseason. It was in regular season versus Chris Ordovati. Great fight, so I got to see that, and uh, I was fortunate enough to be able to interview him while he was down here. And you can actually check out that interview. It's here on the Six Pack Coverage Network. 
Um, actually, no, I don't think that one is. I think that one's actually on my YouTube. Now I'm thinking about it. Yes, it's on my YouTube. So if you want to check that out, go to Five for Fighting Podcast on the YouTube and you'll see a lot of ECHL fights, but you're definitely not getting them from me because the league would never allow that. Um, so if you want to check that out, I just have posted it. You, I, I think the cat's out of the bag at this point. Yes, I post the ECHL fights. I'm the one posting a lot of them. Um, and I posted that one. I posted the broadcast angle of it. And of course, my drunk ass yelling. I don't know. I, I, I said this to John over at the Hockey Fight League too, by the way. And I made this, it's it's only games where I'm really fucking getting after it in terms of drinking, because I didn't have anything to do the next day, so I was like, yeah, I'll bend an elbow a little bit, and I met up with Tommy at Breakaways, Breakaways, the local, uh, like, little sports pub or sports bar that's above above the arena, or, like, you know, on the top floor of the arena, and we could look down on the ice. I shouldn't say top floor, there's only one tier to uh, Hertz Arena. But, you know, we got after it a bit, uh, what did we do? I think we did a couple shots of Crown, had my Bats. it was Canadian night, so I thought the poutine beforehand was going to soak everything up, but that was not the case. So I had the poutine go in Labatt's, and then I switched to, like, Jack and Cokes, then right back to beer. So, I mean, we were, we were getting after it a bit there. And I, like I said, I don't know what it is. It's always the nights where I'm fucking getting after it. So I'm a little, a little rowdy, a little excited and hyped up going in there. So you hear my drunk ass yelling in the background of the video. But to give you some context, so I, as I said before, Nico started out with the Everblades. Uh, got straight, or excuse me, got, he got placed on, I think he got placed on waivers and then South Carolina picked him up with the stingrays. Um, and I know it seems like he's in the, been, been the talk of the town lately. Uh, like I said, with that Travis Howe video that went viral over a million fucking views on Twitter, that video got after I posted it unreal. Uh, so for those listening and hopefully, you know, you're sticking around for the show and you actually enjoy the content or you're not just, you know, um, one time listeners, hopefully you stick around, but had a bunch of followers from that, and I, really, I think it really helped the Instagram page, actually, especially with me posting fights still, and the Mitchell Hurd TK on a guy really helps. But, uh, you know, whatever, not to get too off track here. So basically, uh, Nico's there with the Stingrays, and it was great to see him warm. So I went down to the glass, me and Tommy are down there, and Nico saw me. It was a great time, you know. Uh, he was actually nice enough to fucking smile and put on put on a show for some pictures, and uh, my wife got a really good one of uh, him skating. And I'm in my, of course, match him in the Curtis Swanson Pro Lab jersey. You have to laugh. I think that jersey probably had more fights than the entire ECHL this year, if you ever go back and look at Curtis Swanson's year with Pro Lab uh, out in Tetford Mines in the LNH. But uh, I digress, right? So my wife got a great picture of uh, Nico skating by. So it was a good time seeing him there. Um, But the South Carolina Stingrays are a little bit of a bottom feeder team. I I don't mean that as a slight. It's just, you know, that's where they are in the standings. I think they actually have the lowest winning percentage in the league. Well, it's unfortunate. So the Blades go up and they're up 3-0. This is the second period. Uh, They go up 3-0. Nothing's going right for the Stingrays. Can't get fucking anything going. And part of me, it's like, you know, I, am I an Everblades fan? Yes, I am. I've turned into an Everblades fan this year. I think that's no, no secret, no surprises there. I have uh, gone to the dark side and actually became a fan of a hockey team. I know, yes, I was technically a Lightning fan before, but I mean, my, my fandom really dwindled the past five years for sure. I mean, I hardly watched the Lightning. I think I've watched two games this year, maybe. I watched opening night, and then I think I turned one on uh, two weeks ago for the wife, and you know, it was it was rough. I, I was falling asleep on the couch. Um, <laughs> not even kidding. She was like, do you want to just go to bed? And I said, yeah, let's go walk the dog and we'll go to fucking sleep. Um, but it was, it was funny seeing them. My, my wife was like, do you think he's going to fight Nuber? And I was like, I don't know there. And you know, if you listen to the interview, Nico was, um, roommates with Kyle Nuber and I'm a huge Kyle Nuber fan. And it's no surprise at all either. And you know, um, biggest, uh, biggest tough guy for the Everblades. And he's been doing it for years and, uh, had some great fights with Travis Howe and, uh, I think that was his fifth fight of the year. I think that was both their fifth fight of the year. But he's up. Uh, the, the Stingrays are down 
three nothing. So the Everblades are up. And right away, you could see, I, I see Nico, which it was awesome, too. He got to start. I'm sorry, I'm getting all fucking, you know, fucking squirrel, as Darren would say, right? Getting all sidetracked here, but I, I'm just trying to remember everything. I'm piecing everything together from the game. Um, I just got a long day of work. I had to go over. I got, I, I took so many damn notes. We were going over the job site, really starting to get the ball rolling on it. So I got a lot of shit coming up this week. So I apologize. I'm not the most prepared, but I think we'll make it happen. So anyways, so like I said, Nico over at the bench after the Everblade score, he hops off and you could tell he's, he's telling the bench like, you know, Hey, we're, we're fucking, we're going to get something going here. Obviously I don't know exactly what was said. Um, and of course Nico knows, but I, you could definitely tell something's about to, something's about to happen. And then, um, Perkovich for the Everblades was getting after somebody. I think it was Holmstrom on the, uh, stingrays. And I have this all on video. You can go check it out on YouTube. I've got the face off and it was funny enough. Uh, Perkovich and Holmstrom dropped the gloves, but they only gave him roughing calls, which is great. Uh, it, it means it's not a credit to their 10 fight limit in this fucking league, which is a terrible rule. Um, so they, they kind of dropped the gloves and, and Nico's trying to get there. It was getting really chippy at that point too. It was, it was a pretty chippy game. At one point it was almost a line brawl, but the, the, the linesman got in. I mean, there was not a, I don't think a single player had a stick in their hand at one point. So it was getting there at the end of the first period. And you know, the, you know, the second period was going to be good. Um, and so Perkovich dropped the gloves with Holmstrom and Nico's trying to get in there and do whatever. And, um, Newberg comes off the bench and so, you know, you know, it's up and it doesn't happen then, but somebody was lined up next to Nico and they were going back and forth. I forget his name, uh, but he was in there just kind of filling in for the Everblades, uh, during their COVID. But Nico, Nico's trying to start something. He's trying to get the boys going. You're down three, nothing. You got to fucking make something happen. Right? So that Perkovich and Holmstrom get, get separated. They go to the box or whatever. Very next draw. You could see it. And, uh, Nuber turns over to Nico and Nico's talking to him and you see them and they kind of, Nuber's about to drop the gloves. Linesman comes over. Something's wrong with the clock. So now the whole place is fucking buzzing though. I mean, I was loving this. I haven't felt like an atmosphere where you really like, like, you know, only people who are big fight fans or, you know, have kind of been in that situation. Cause I think in today's NHL, this whole atmosphere and aura in the arena is pretty much gone. You don't see it anymore, really, where you're like, oh, my God, these you know, these two guys are definitely going. Like, they're definitely going. You see it a little bit, but, I mean, it's very rare. Um, you get it more in the coast, which is great. It's been a breath of fresh air, like I've said many times. Um, and so, linesman come over, and they has to stop it for a little bit because there's something wrong with the clock. So, you're like, oh, shit, but the whole place is just buzzing. So, the next, or excuse me, next, the puck drops. Sure as shit. I was shocked because my wife was like, oh, my God, I don't, I don't know who I want to win. I was just cheering because I was like, oh, fuck, it's Nuber and Nico. And those are like, you know, my two favorites for the fucking league right now. So, I'm like, holy shit, I'm going ape shit. I'm like, oh, they're definitely going, they're going. So, they drop the gloves, and they go at it. Uh, I think Nuber landed the best shot. Uh, he... I think he cut Nico over. If you can see me in the video here, I, I know if you're listening to the audio format, you can't see this. I think he cut Nico right back here behind the ear. He gave him a good shot right, right to the back of the head, kind of towards the ear hole of, of the, uh, the bucket there. Uh, but I mean, nothing else after that really landed crazy. Uh, you know, Nico dropped down for a second, got popped right back up in typical Blashman fashion and started chucking. And they kind of got together after that. It was a really, it, the fight was maybe 15 seconds, but it was like, you know, piss and vinegar for those 15 seconds. It was pretty solid. Um, I'm just going fucking ape shit. Of course, I, like I said, I got, uh, you know, the, the, the liquid fun juice in me. Just, I'm just going nuts. I'm like, Oh, fucking right. Sneeko. Let's go. Blah, blah, blah. I probably sound like a fucking idiot. I, I'm sorry. I, I encourage folks to actually listen to the broadcast angle because you don't have to hear my dumbass uh, yelling and screaming like an idiot in the background. So, of course, and Nico, uh, you see the bench and you see, uh, is it Jordan Subban? Jordan Subban. So, 
Uh, PK Subans, I think it's, a, I'd probably have to be his younger brother, one of his brothers. I'm, I, I forgot. I know there's Malcolm, PK, and then there's Jordan, but Jordan Subban plays for the Stingrays. And he's over there. He's looking at Nico. He's like, let's fucking go. You know, he's everybody's, everybody on the bench is hyped up. And Nico's still playing. I, I fucking love this shit. Like, I, I, how as a fight fan or any fan of hockey, you can't enjoy this shit? I don't understand. Nico's sitting there. He's hyping the crowd up and doing this and that and getting everybody, getting the bench into it. And blah, blah, blah. Did he absolutely win the fight? No, but that's not the point. And this is, I'm sorry to make a long story longer here. You know, I'm just giving you the backstory as to kind of the, the meat and potatoes of what we're getting into here. Uh, but did he win the fight? No, probably not. Was he like a definitive loss? No. Nuber got the better shot. It was great. And it was cool because I'm a huge Nuber fan as well. So I'm like, oh my God, Nuber, let's go. Nico, let's go. I didn't even know who the fuck to cheer for. I really didn't. Um, but I think I, I think I started cheer for Nico once I saw him like hyping up the crowd and doing this shit, just getting everybody into it. I mean, it's just pure entertainment. Uh, getting getting the boys going on the bench. Sure, shit. Guess what happens? Three minutes later, Carolina scores. Funny how that works, right? And I know uh, tough guy numbers. Uh, and Darren covered this on the fourth line voice. Just did a, a breakdown of the. It was like the basically like the percentage of how many goals Gretzky scored with a McSorley or a Semenko fight in the game and. The stats don't lie. When McSorley or Semenko fought, Gretzky actually scored more. So it's funny how that works. Gets the gets the boys going. Gets the benches going, right? That's one of the purposes of a fight. Fighting in hockey can be used as a, a tool, not just to defend teammates, but to get the crowd going and get the uh, get the benches going. And that's exactly what happened in that fight. And Nico got the bench going, and they scored. Did they actually win the game? No, they did not. I think the finals. Uh, I think the final score was six to two, maybe or five to two, something like that. I can't quite remember. I think it was six to two with an empty netter. But everybody online, of course, just has to sit there and run their fucking mouth and do. And this is what here's what we're getting into here. And everybody just has to. Oh, Blatchman just getting dummied again. Blah, blah, blah. Well, one, what fight were you watching? He didn't get fucking dummied. You're you're being ignorant. Everybody just is quick to shit talk. And it was the same thing with the fucking how and Blatchman uh, shenanigans. In the pregame, why don't they just drop the gloves knowing zero background to the ECHL of what's going on with COVID protocols, taxi squads? Fuck, they got two games for that that pregame brawl. Why the fuck would they have fought? Could you, if they fought, if they fought in pregame, could you imagine what would have happened to them? That'd have been 10 games easy. And that's what I told people. I said, I guarantee you, if they, because they were, it was before the suspensions even got handed out. Why don't they just fight? Well, I guarantee you they would get 10 games. Sure as shit, just for, just for fucking around at the red line. The, the league gave him two games. It, it, like, it, it's insane. And I and Darren brought up a good point, too. It was the same thing. And you got a lot of the older players talking. And I get it. I get where they're coming from. They were playing in the ECHL back in the 90s. This isn't the 90s, though. Um, and I don't mean to sound like, you know, this isn't, that's not the game anymore. No, that's not how leagues are run anymore. Because back in the day, the league wouldn't come down on you like that. Nowadays, the league came down they put they threw the book at Nico and how. And I felt bad, actually, because <laughs> Nico, I know you're probably listening. Um, I was the one to break the news to Nico about a suspension. I said, you know, love the video. You, you know, you're viral, blah, blah, blah. But I think that suspension is bullshit because I saw it on the website. And he says, wait a minute, I got a suspension. <laughs> so I was the bearer of bad news for Nico on his suspension there. Uh, he was suspended the two games versus Jacksonville, which is funny because Howe isn't even on Jacksonville anymore. He got placed on waivers, and I'm surprised no team has picked him up yet. Um, 
But nonetheless, so like I said, did they win the game? No, but they sure as shit scored and they got the benches going. But you get the fucking people and they're talking and talking and just, oh, you got dummied. Does Blatchman ever win a fight? Oh, blah, blah, blah. Meanwhile, these people have only played fucking D-League on Sundays, just like myself, because I'm a fucking bender at heart. Uh, we all know this. I don't try to sit there and flaunt my hockey skills. I'm not good at hockey whatsoever. Um but all these people who've never been in a fucking hockey fight or a fight for that matter in their entire life are going to sit there and talk shit when they have no point. And I'll, I'll pull up exactly what I fucking said just so I can, uh, you know, kind of get a better idea here because I don't want to miss words or mix up my words here. So basically somebody on YouTube and I got to cut and I, for the most part, I delete a lot of the bad comments. Uh, <laughs> sorry. When you get the blood going, it's just, I, I apologize. Um, when you start, to fucking see a bunch of dumb shit that's said online. You just, you can't, uh, it gets so tiring when you see it all the damn time. So basically, why does Blashman even fight? I said, it's not about winning just like his fight in the Stingray or just like in this fight, the Stingray scored shortly after because it was a wake up call. At least someone shows that they give a shit because no one else on South Carolina does. Blashman consistently fighting out of his weight class and giving up 40 to 70 pounds regularly. No one else will do so at least so he, or excuse me, no one will do so. At least he has the balls to stand up for his team. And that's so true. And I'm not, that's not a slight to any of the South Carolina players. They just don't have like kind of like that, that Kyle Newber, that Travis Howe kind of guy. They have Nico and is Nico a heavyweight? No, but he's fucking willing and he'll go out there and do it. And it's, the, the, the whole point of that fight goes completely over people's heads. Of course, they just see the clip and they don't know what actually goes on in the game and whatever. It's just like, they don't, they don't know the backstory. Like I said, they were down three, nothing. Got to spark the bench. Got to do something. Get the boys back in the game. And that's exactly what Nico did. And like I said, they went off and scored a goal three minutes later. Again, did that? Did they win the game? No. But that's not the point of the fight. The point of that fight was to sit there and get the guys going. And people just don't understand that concept. And what I kind of say when, when I say, like, you know, the whole when my team needs me to bleed, I bleed, like from Goon. And Darren's brought this up before. You know what? You remember the scene? I'm sure everybody here has seen, seen the movie Goon. You see the movie, and you got the captain. I forget Ogilvy. I think that's his name in the movie. And you know, Glatz out with the suspension. He has to fight Ross Ray, and he's like, and Ross Ray looks at him. He goes, "You know how this is going to end, right?" And Ogilvy says, "Yeah, I know." He knew he was going to lose, and I'm not saying Nico knew he was going to lose. He's probably Nico just goes out there and fucking he just throws for the fences, and I absolutely love it. But the whole point of that was to try to fire the bench up. That was exactly what that fight was about. And people, just because they don't win all their fights doesn't make them a bad player or a bad enforcer. That's not, fighting isn't all about win and loss. That shit's for just fanboys. I don't get the concept where if you don't win a thousand percent of your fights, you're a bad fighter, you know? And one thing that came to mind was, you know, that can help your career. And this got brought up with, when I was listening to Darren's show and he was talking about Jeff Odgers. Look at Jeff Odgers, prime fucking example. Now, am I saying... You know, Nico is comparable to Jeff, excuse me, Jeff Odgers. No, I'm sure I feel and I'm sure Nico would agree too. he's got got a ways to go before he can get on some Jeff Odgers status. But the concept is there. Odgers, 90 percent of the time or 80 percent of the time, probably didn't win his fights. He probably got edged out every single time. But that wasn't the fucking point. And you know what happens when he played for San Jose? Guess what he had on his chest? He had the fucking captaincy. He had the C right there. He was named team captain, consistently always an alternate on all the teams he went to, even from his last days in Atlanta. 
Aldridge was a fucking gamer. Did he win all of his fights? No, but that wasn't the point. The point was to try to change the tide of the game and stand up for your teammates and play for the fucking crest on the front. And I'm so tired. It's just so fucking frustrating seeing all these people all the time. It's always about win, lose, blah, blah, blah. I don't give a fuck if a guy loses every fight. If he goes out there and he has the balls to drop the fucking gloves in front of 5,000 fans in the East Coast League on a fucking Saturday night, you earn my respect. I don't. I, I can't stand this this win loss bullshit. It's just and it's it's just a disservice to these dudes. They're fucking out there entertaining you. Nico's out there, pure entertainment, fucking beauty. Kyle Newber doing the same thing. Former roommates. That's another thing that was brought up. The whole buddy buddy thing. Um, I know Darren brought it up, but it was like Jamie Rivers and somebody else were talking, saying how much they hated the buddy buddy shit uh, in between the ice, uh, like pregame warmups. And I'm not I'm not saying you can't be friends with guys. Fuck, Newber and Blashman were roommates. They were roommates. They knew each other very well for the entire time Nico was here and for that month leading up. So, I mean, they were probably roommates for a month and a half, two months. You know, it's not like they're strangers to each other, but there's a fucking job to do at the end of the day. And as you say, they're professionals. Their job is to perform for their team, not sit there and make fucking frenzies out there. Did Newber and Blashman necessarily want to fight each other? Eh, probably not. But at the end of the day, they had a fucking job. Nuber knew Nico was going to start shit and Nico was going out there running around trying to spark the team. So Nuber got out there and they fucking threw down and that's exactly how it's supposed to be. I know some people aren't going to like that. Oh, we're supposed to be friends. Oh, the respect, the honor, blah. Ah, fuck that. Shut up. Is this whole mindset of like the, it's my generation, like the millennials and Gen Z, all that bullshit. It's this mindset with them that you can't just there. There can be no hatred anymore. And I'm not saying Nico and Nuber hate each other either. I'm sure obviously they don't because they even they had a, a a couple words for each other after the fight, and it was no maliciousness afterwards. You know, and I said I texted Nico afterwards. I said you know great fucking game. You're a warrior going out there fighting Nuber like that. Uh, you know glad I got to see you. And he said you know thanks. And he said it's exactly what he fucking said. I have a job. Newber has a job. We both got to do it. And that's exactly what it's a fuck. It's what it's about. None of this happy horse shit. Oh, good luck, bro. Can't wait to work out, bro. This, the dumb shit that you see in the NHL where it's just fucking tummy sticks out there and all the fight fans out there who sit there and I'm going to get, getting fucking more and more angry as this goes on. I apologize. But it was just like all the fight fans when I posted the the, the shit in the group. All fight fans want to see all the fucking time. Oh, I wish the NHL would do this. I wish players would do this more. I, I hate seeing the tummy sticks in the center ice line during pregame warmups. Well, here's a clip of new, or excuse me, of Howe and Blatchman going at it. Oh, those pussies. They should drop the gloves. Blah, blah, blah. Well, fuck me. You, you beg and you beg. Nothing's ever enough for these people. It's never enough. And even with this shit, Nico's out there performing for fucking Stingrays fans. And I posted it in the fucking Stingrays group. Out there performing for them. Putting his fucking well-being on the line to get the boys going on the bench. And it's still never enough. Thankfully, a lot of people actually understood where the fuck I was coming from. Because someone someone posted basically the same thing. Does, does Bletchman win a fight? It's not about winning the fight, you fucking idiots. Jesus Christ, he went out there and he scored a fucking goal afterwards. You should be thanking him for fuck's sake. But no, it's never enough with these fucking people. It just never is. I don't get it. I never understand why these fucking people just... They, they, everybody wants fucking Probert. You're not going to get that in 2021 hockey. I'm sorry, or 2022, whatever fucking year we're in. You're not going to get that, especially with Nico. I'm not saying that Nico isn't a great fighter. He's, he's a fucking rookie. I think he's had a great fucking season so far, getting everybody going. And... He's undersized every time. He gave up 70 pounds to Travis Howe. Oh, Howe dummied him. Well, no shit. Look how big he is. 
yeah, Blashman didn't do great, and he knows he wants to rematch him. I, I, I guarantee you he will. Oh, Blashman doesn't want any of that again. Oh, yeah, give me a break. Because, yeah, Blashman's really fought fucking pancake, uh, you know, or excuse me, patty cake fucking throwers this season. He's fought Josh Thrower, Kyle Marino, Kyle Newber, Travis Howe. Chris Ordebody, which Ordebody was a big surprise, fucking tough dude coming out. Uh, I think he's a Worcester now, but he was with the Admirals. But those are th- those guys aren't throwing fucking pillows. I promise you that much. Now, if you ask Nico, you might say one of them throws pillows. But those those guys are all seasoned vets in the fucking role. Is a rookie taking these guys on? Nobody else on the fucking Stingrays is doing it. But no, it's not enough for you guys. Nobody's ever happy. This dude's taking on fucking animals, and it's not enough for you people. I, I, I don't get it. I really fucking don't. And it's just so frustrating you see this shit. And nobody can appreciate it at all. It's like, you know, did Nico win the fight with Ordebody? The, on, or was it opening night or like the second night? No, I don't think it was opening night. I can't even fucking remember. My brain's all scattered right now. But did he win the fight against Ordebody? No. But guess what? Guess what I instantly fucking became? A Nico Plashman fan as soon as he dropped the gloves. Got buckled, bounces right back up, and keeps throwing. Did he win the fight? No. But God damn it, he was throwing down and giving everybody a show out in fucking Estero, Florida on like a Saturday night. No reason to. He is, you know, he's got to prove himself. I get it. He's not going to fucking, he's, he's not Steve McIntyre, Okay. You're not going to find that today. You got a kid who's more than willing, undersized. Fuck, he's comparable to like Ty Domi as far as stature goes. Maybe I think he's got maybe two inches on Ty Domi. But I promise you, I mean, the kid's jacked to the gills, but he's not fucking, he's not huge. He's not a Kyle Newber. He's not standing at 6'4". I think he's maybe 5'11". I've stood next to him. He might be six foot on the dot with me. Uh, but he's, you know, fuck it, probably like 180 pounds. But that's not enough. And it's always these assholes who've never played the fucking game and they just see this shit and want to talk all this fucking, you know, trash because their guy didn't win the fight. It's not about winning the fight, you fucking idiots. I know, I know, I've know, I've, I've, cho- I've kind of chewed my food twice here, but it's just the way it is. And it's just so frustrating to see that. And I delete comments all the fucking time. And it's not even always Nico either. It's just other shit. Uh, even Kyle Newber with one of the Howl fights. That was a hug fest. Okay, sorry didn't live up to your fucking standards. You go do it then. Tell me how fun it is. Tell me how fun it is fighting Travis Howe or Kyle Newber. Yeah, tell me how Tell me how, how, how fast you're, you're going to go toe-to-toe there with them. Because, fuck, you probably couldn't punch through a wet paper bag. But yet here we are. You're always flapping your fucking lips because you're behind a goddamn computer screen. These people are, it's just nonsense. I can't stand this shit. It gets so tiresome sometimes. Because I, I, you got to remember, I run Facebook. Twitter, Instagram, and I'm always posting fight videos. And then uh, Facebook has the Enforcer Appreciation Group and a multiple fight groups I'm in. And Enforcer Appreciation is typically pretty fucking solid because we keep a, we run a pretty tight ship there as far as you know the idiocy we keep that down. Um, but the other shit, the other fight groups are just fucking cesspools, and everybody just wants to flap their lips. And even the ECHL uh, was an ECHL fan page, ECHL bash board or whatever. Um, fucking idiots. There, there, it's just it, it never fucking ends, and it's just so it get, you get tired of seeing the same shit. And thankfully, besides that one off comment in the Stingrays group, everybody was pretty fucking solid towards Nico. Um, so you know, Nico, I know you're listening. Don't ever get discouraged for what these fucking idiots say, and any that goes for anybody because I know, uh, from what I understand, there's some younger guys who've you know kind of you know cut their teeth coming up through the ECHL and stuff that listen to this show don't ever get discouraged because some jack off on fucking Twitter Facebook whatever is saying oh we didn't win the fight who gives a shit fuck them you know do whatever keep doing you fucking you know work on in the offseason 
whatever. Who cares? It's not about winning. It's about showing up. That's fucking 90% of it. If you win, that's just a fucking cherry on top. It's showing up is the fucking battle. That's, that's the entire point. But these people just don't grasp that. And like I said, thankfully, there were some people that said, yeah, nobody else on South Carolina is doing anything. So thank God at least Nico's doing something. Sure as shit. There you go. There's your fucking answer. At least some people fucking get it. But there's always just clowns that are going to ruin it for everybody else. Um, I don't really have too, too much more. We've gone on for 30 minutes. When all my solo episodes, I don't like to go for more than an hour. I'll end up chewing my food twice. I'm like a fucking idiot. I'm sure I already have, but it is what it is. Um, so anyways, guys, we'll wrap it up there. we got 30 minutes going, and we'll, I've got to plug the intro in. Uh, probably do a little bit of editing, compress the video, all that fun stuff. So hopefully if you're watching this on YouTube, um, I hope you enjoy. I hope you enjoy watching the actual podcast now. Um, if you're listening in just the audio format, I, I understand the last episode might have been a little bit rough because I was doing fight breakdowns. But from what I can tell from the numbers, it looked like more people were watching the video actually, which is which is cool. More people actually watch the video for that episode than actually listen to the podcast through the podcast platforms because, of course, it was a fight breakdown and video breakdown, including video for fights. So... Um, I think that aspect was pretty solid. And I know if you listen to it in the audio format, I apologize. I hope you uh, went over and actually watched the video on YouTube to kind of get a better visual representation of it. So hopefully you watched it and you enjoyed it. And like I said, I'm trying to get an interview with a cat who's already been on the show, former guest, great dude. Uh, hopefully lining that up for Thursday. I know for sure he's going to come on. He's like I said, he just something happened with his coaching staff um, where he's a uh, coach. And I think he's out actually by the Long Island area. Um, so, like I said, unfortunately, you know, shit happens. It's COVID. It is what it is. But I'll get him on Thursday, and it'll be a great time. Um, I don't think I'm going to do the live interviews anymore. I know I've done the – I mean, like, the Facebook live groups. I, I just – it's the same – I don't mean to sound rude, but it's the same five assholes that tune in. I say assholes. Of course, they're good. They're good dudes. Um, but people just don't seem to fucking give a shit. So, if they're not going to give a shit, I'm not going to waste my fucking time. Uh, it is what it is. But – if you want to follow the podcast, I know I sound like a grumpy fucking asshole this episode, but I don't know the more you, you know, I already had a stressful day at work, more and more fucking shit builds up. I'm just, I'm ready to go and hit record and just fucking yell into the microphone and probably get motherfucked by some people. Um, but hopefully if you're tuning in and this is your first time, I hope you actually enjoy the content. I encourage you to go back and listen to less angry episodes of me. Plenty of interviews. I encourage you to go check out the Nico Blashman interview. Fantastic interview. And I'm already, I'm, I've already made up my mind. I'm going to get Nico back on at the end of the season. Um, and, you know, kind of do a seasoning review for him and go over. We'll go over the fucking pregame shenanigans that happened. The fight with Nuber we'll go over. Uh, it'll be a good time. So we can kind of actually I might do a fight breakdown with Nico. That'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, there we go. Fucking million dollar ideas coming up with them on the fly over here. I'll make tens and tens of dollars, I'm sure. So anyways, if you want to follow the podcast, go over to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Just search five for fighting podcast. Everything will come up. Um you know, if you want to follow the Instagram or not the Instagram, excuse me, the YouTube channel, Five for Fighting Podcast, put that up. I post all the ECHL fights every every night uh, after games, or if it's not that night, it's that morning. Um, so go check those out. It'll help uh, you know keep you up to date on what's going on. Like I said, Mitchell Hurd just had his first fight, excuse me, his first fight since returning to the league, uh, and had a great TKO against someone on Fort Wayne. So that was a solid fight. And Mitchell Hurd. Pure entertainer, or excuse me, pure entertainer. Same thing, hyping up the crowd afterwards. You got to love it. Fucking, they get after it out there in Toledo. There was no walleye thrown on the ice, but I mean, after that one video of Cole Frazier's TKO, I expect every fucking fan to throw a walleye on the ice after a fight. So <laughs> it's just how it is. But like I said, if you want to follow the podcast, go do that. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, it's all there. Same thing on YouTube, and I encourage you to go check out Six Pack Media coverage. So. Anyways, guys, thank you for tuning in. Hope you guys enjoyed. I apologize again if it was kind of angry or fucking douchey sounding. It is what it is. But 
Hope you guys enjoyed. Stay tuned. Stick around for the next interview episode, hopefully coming out. Hopefully I'll have it out next Tuesday uh, as long as everything goes right. But thank you guys for tuning in. Hope to catch you guys in the next episode. Bye, everybody. You gotta fight for your right.